Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, everybody, and welcome into today's episode of the Top Cut Yu-Gi-Oh! Podcast. I am Sunny with my co-host, Caleb. Hello! And we are coming to you live from the studio, and thank you all so much for joining us today. Before we get too far in, we, of course, want to thank all of our wonderful patrons. So, a huge thank you to Austin Johnson, Salix, Kane Martin, Damian Zink, Gate Guardian Support, Marshawn Jones, Master of Isa, Mr. Herbie's Witchcraft Remain 2022, Zyphorus, Zephyrius, AD, Aaron Gardner, Anthony Leela, Appaloosa is a Floodgate, Brandon, Dank Nugs, Invoked Fart, Kevin Hugh, Mountain Man, Owen Alvarado, Pig, Please, Konami, Colossus to One, Rudolph, Sneaky Links, Virtually Savior's World, What Does Pot of Greed Do, Chris Myers, MBT Solves, or I'm sorry, Max C solves combo. Oh my goodness. Old Man Red, Ray Powell, wrote it a three, please, and slaking it up. People, remember, if you want me to read out something stupid at the beginning of every episode, all it takes is a, as low as a $1 a month subscription through Patreon. You can find the link to that in the description down below. And of course, thank you to all of our patrons for supporting the podcast. Now, before we get in, I'm actually going to remember to say the things I always need to say, which is be sure to check out our TCG player affiliate link in the description down below. And be sure if you're on Apple or Spotify to go ahead and leave a like, a review, a rating, whatever the system is that they're using on whatever platform you're on. If you're on YouTube, be sure to like, comment, tell us what you think about what we're talking about. Be sure to subscribe, all of that stuff. And a huge, huge thank you to everyone that bought our, all of the playmats. We are officially sold out. Thank you all so, so much. It means the world that we were able to sell some of these playmats. We didn't, I'm gonna be honest, we didn't, I say we sold out. We sold uh, a few off the Imperium website 
and we sold most of what we sold off of the remaining inventory. Imperium sold them to us um, at a set price, and we went ahead and sold them at a discount to the remaining people to the remaining people that got them on clearance. So uh, I think we all in all sold about ten or twelve play mats, which is not a ton, but it's a start. And we're really, really thankful that we were able to put those out there for y'all. The next one we're hoping is way more meta relevant stuff because this time we kind of went with a design that was really appealing to us and they had some of our favorite monsters on it. But next time we're going to do something really, really different, something very over the top, something very exciting. And we'll be sure to announce that when we get there. But in the meantime, thank you all again so, so much for your support and thank you for listening to the podcast. Caleb. Why don't we go ahead and get on into some cool new cards and news? Yeah, boy. So, of course, we have the first news that we want to talk about is Konami is now going to be hosting the territorial Yu-Gi-Oh! TCG Championships for 2022 in North America, Central America, South America, and Europe. So, there's no world championship this year. I guess they don't really want people traveling internationally on like a sponsored level but what they're going to do instead is you can duel to become a champion in your own territory so no world championship but in the americas and europe you can duel in your home territory and i'll just read out the official announcement so konami digital entertainment inc is thrilled to announce Yu-Gi-Oh tcg championships for 2022 in the individual territories of north america central america and south america this summer there is one for europe that was a separate announcement but keep in mind there's also one for europe so uh, everything i read will say north central and south america but there's also europe as mentioned on our official social social media channels, due to the circumstances surrounding the current global situation, the Yu-Gi-Oh! World Championship 2022 will not be held this year. We apologize to everyone looking forward to the event and appreciate your understanding. In place of the World Championship, each TCG territory will be holding a championship event to celebrate the accomplishments of all duelists in 2022. The North America Championship will be held the weekend of July 16th and 17th at Donald E. Stevens Convention Center, located in the Chicago suburb of Rosemont, Illinois. In Latin America, national championships will be held throughout the region to determine each country's national champion. In addition to awarding invites for the Central and South America Championships to be held in Mexico City, Mexico, and Santiago, Chile, respectively, in June. A national championship national champions will earn paid travel and accommodations to the territorial championships of their region for a shot at their championship title. Separately, territorial championships will also be held in Europe and Oceania. Each territory will also host a Yu-Gi-Oh! TCG Dragon Duel Championship for younger duelists born in 2008 or later. As the Yu-Gi-Oh! World Championship 2022 will not be held, and duelists have been competing to earn world world qualifying points starting in the 2019-2020 season, we are making a change to the 2023 World Qualifiers Points Playoff. We are expanding the 2023 World Qualifier Points Playoff to 32 duelists. The top 16 world qualifying points earners at the end of the 2021-2022 season will earn a spot in the 23 World Championship playoff. Then, 
A new season will start after the Yu-Gi-Oh! TCG Championships this summer, and the top 16 world qualifying point earners in the 2022-2023 season will earn their spot in the 2023 world, world qualifying points playoff as well. Those can only earn one spot in the 23 qualifying playoff. So if they earn a spot at the end of the 2022 season and finish in the top 16 for the 23, 22 to 23 season, their spot for the 22 to 23 season would pass down to the duelist with the highest points total. Today, the popular Yu-Gi-Oh! TCG is available across the globe is available across the globe with products distributed in more than 80 countries and nine languages to be enjoyed by fans of all ages. For the latest information regarding these products and events, please visit the following websites, blah, blah, blah. So this is pretty exciting news and something that Konami's never done. So <clears throat> it's an interesting thing to see a new point system as well. So for those that don't know how the point system works for world qualifying points, because it's not something that most people deal with on a regular basis and have to know how it works, but we'll just give a quick TLDR, a quick explain it like I'm five on these. So world's qualifying points are given out to duelists at regionals, YCS, and nationals level events. So for any given event, whatever the event is cutting to. So if you're at a regional and they cut to top eight, if you get first place at the regional, you get eight world qualifying points. If you get second, you get seven points and so on down to eighth place, which gets one point. If it cuts to top 16, it's the same thing, except first place gets 16 points and then 15, 14, etc. And then if you go to a YCS and they cut to top 32, then you get first place, you get 32 points, which is a ton, obviously. But it makes sense. Bigger competition, you get more points. Yeah, because there's obviously going to be more players that you'll have to, like, play through. Right. But there's also going to be more better players. And more rounds to play through. That, too. At a regional, you're looking at, a lot of times, eight or nine rounds. Whereas here, at a YCS, you're looking at 14 to 16 rounds. Yeah, you're looking at nine, eight to nine rounds on day one. Yes, they played seven at YCS Bogota, and that was a very small YCS. I think they had 512, 600, 512, I think was the number, maybe closer to 600. But I think it was 512. Yeah. Which is very small for a YCS. Oh, yeah, no, I'm used to them being at like 2K. Yeah, I think the one we went to in Charlotte was 1100. So, yeah, yeah. But realistically, this is going to be a pretty big impactor. Normally, top 16 in world's qualifying points goes into a world's qualifying playoffs. And the two duelists that that get the highest in the playoffs. So I think playoffs, I don't know quite how the playoffs work. I think it's a best of one tournament with top 16. And then you end up with you it's single elimination and first and second place get invites to worlds. Yeah. So that's how you get people like Jesse Cotton, who have been to like three worlds in a row. And it's not because he's just won three nationals or got first or second at three nationals in a row. It's a lot of it's based off of his attendance of a sh the sheer number of regionals and YCSs that he goes to and the yeah. sheer number of events that he tops, which is how you reward a player of his caliber, you know? Yeah. So 
that's kind of how the points work. If you are, um, if you're one that, you know, thinks you can travel to a lot of events, you're welcome to try it out, but it's really difficult. So, but it's nice that they expanded the points system because there were players that were like 20th in points that realistically didn't have a great chance to really climb up into the top 16 because of COVID. Oh, yeah. So, uh, and it'll be nice Spe- to see how exactly it's all going to break down. Especially, I feel really bad for the guy who was number 17 right as we were going into COVID. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, no! So close! Right. So, then after that, let's talk about... I don't know if the if these championships are going to be invite-only similar to nationals. I don't know. I don't know if you have to top nationals to get into this. I don't know exactly how this is going to work. We don't have a lot of information information yet. Now, I know... Literally, all we have is what we just gave you. <laughs> right. I know that the European announcement mentioned that invites won't be needed to get into the event, but... Europe is not North America, so we don't know exactly how it's going to be here in North America. I mean, that's part of that is just due to there being, what do you think, like maybe a fourth of the player base in Europe as compared to North America? I wouldn't say that. Probably, it's probably close to the same. Yeah. Well, I mean, the sheer number of people who play the game, there's going to be yeah. way more in the USA, so they probably I can't. don't know that that's true. I would say that there's way more in the USA than in South America. Oh, yeah, definitely. But well, I don't know that there's more than there is in Europe. I mean, in Europe, they can hold pretty good-sized locals. And realistically, the combined population of Europe is more than the combined population of North America. So. That is true. And that, that, that and by North America, we're talking Mexico, Canada, and the U.S. Right, right. So I don't know. We'll have to see. Uh, I don't... Now you've got me curious. Yeah, the actual numer- of the actual numerics behind that. Yeah. Well, let's Google this real quick, shall we? Live. Population of Europe is 750 million people. Which is way more than North America at 579 million. So you're looking at 150% more people. Or 50% more people. Give or take. 150% of the population. So there's... I I don't see a realistic way that... I don't know. I don't know. The point is, the European one is structured a little differently. Yeah, yeah. So, but regardless, if you would like to get more information on that, be sure to keep stay tuned in to the Konami social media pages and things of that sort, because hopefully we'll be getting a little clarification on that very soon. Next, we're going to move on. We have a new forbidden and limited list for Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Duel. Woo! Um, newly forbidden cards. You want to just go right on into it? Yeah, let's do it. All right, newly forbidden. Nothing. There's nothing newly forbidden. Nope. I can think of about three or four cards off the top of my head that needed to go that are not gone, but here we are. Here we are. Newly limited. Cyber Angel Benten and Conquistador of the Golden Land. Ben 10, I can understand. Conquistador is like, okay, I guess. Yeah. I'm, like, if they really wanted to do something to Eldritch, I'm pretty sure there's probably a better card they could have limited. I mean, they could have banned Vanity's Emptiness. They could have limited yeah. or banned... Well, they're probably not going to ban Skill Drain, but they could have limited no. Skill Drain. 
Um, they could have limited Sanguine. Sanguine would have been a way better limit. Um, they could have limited Cursed Eldland. I think that may have been a better limit. I mean, Conk is okay, but you still have four searchers. They could have limited some of the floodgates. They could have limited Golden Lord himself. I mean, you can still play the deck with one Golden Lord. It's oh, just yeah. not as good, which is the entire point of the ban list. Exactly. But no, <sighs> Conquistador of the Golden Land, for whatever reason. Listen, it's, I it's all right. I understand mm. Conk is a really good card. I understand. There's just better things that could have eaten the limit. Honestly, I think Hakuera would have been a better limit. That is, yeah. I mean, so many decks are graveyard reliant these days that Hakuero is just as powerful or more powerful of a card than Conquistador in most matchups. So, so Simulimit, we have DD Dynamite, Sekka's Light, Fusion Destiny, the Phantom Knights of Torn Scales, Trap Brigade Fractal, Virtual World, Roshi Lao Lao, Lyra Lusk, Cobalt Sparrow, Prank Kids Roxies, and Adamantipator Analyzer. And then no longer limited, Red Eyes Darkness Metal Dragon. So the Red MD just straight up needed to be unlimited at this point because... It's errated. It's errated to be a hard once per turn. So even if you can somehow cheat out multiples, it doesn't matter. Right. Outside of the 2800 body. Right. So the new implementation of this list will be May the 9th. And in addition, there is also some... There's some bonuses on dismantling the newly restricted cards, which I think is kind of a cool implementation. Okay, 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 yeah. So, th like, so that way for people who have three and four cop, like, two and three copies of the cards have now been semi-limited, they're not just... Then limited or semi-limited, they're not just... Out of luck. Out, out, you know, just, just out of luck for the dust they put into it. Right. Uh, this does effectively kill the DD Dynamite FTK deck. Which is good. Right. Right. Which needed uh, to go. It was degenerate. It does kind of hit the consistency of some decks like um at emancipator a little bit Lyrless tri brigade a little bit i guess Lyrlusk and tri brigade and Lyrless tri brigade yeah both together and separately yeah cool and torn scale i guess this was to hit the rongo mini ad decks it but had, like but they could just, just hit, hit rongo. rongo yeah yeah that's exactly yeah I don't know. Fusion Destiny, I get. Sega's Light, I don't get. I It's, I mean, if you're playing like a 37 card BA list that's just tons of BA monsters with the purpose of making a Rongominiad, then running three Sega's Light is like a huge, huge... Okay, so it's a, wrong, um, it's a Rongo hit. Well, it's a consistency hit to BA. Okay, fair enough. But... I didn't feel like BA was enough of a problem outside of exactly Rongo. Yeah. Also, why is VFD not hit? I mean, VFD should have been banned because it's pretty degenerate. But now Virtual World and Adam Emancipator can still hit VFD just as easily. So, like, why are we bothering to hit make these minor consistency changes when we can just outright ban these problematic cards, make the decks... I mean, you, you could have even hit Block Dragon to, like, mm -hmm. one. If you want to really hit the consistency of a deck, put Block Dragon to one. Oh, yeah. That, you know, that puts anim that puts Ad Emancipators on a... Uh, what's what I'm looking for? Puts them on their back foot, basically. Right. And it, ma it makes them start on their back foot every single duel as compared to just, you know, being there. Right. I just, I don't like this list. I'm going to be very honest. This list feels really underwhelming. And very much so. Maybe they didn't want to overwhelm the new players in Master Duel. 
with the first Forbidden Limited list being just an absolute bloodbath. But the format needed a bloodbath. The format was getting extremely stale. The game's been out for four months now with no massive changes in the actual structure. I mean, yeah, they introduced all the cards that were uh, introduced in Brothers of Legend. And uh, like it was Brothers of Legend um, and the Synchro stuff. Yeah, but still. Still. The, like, the only thing that came out of that was Sword Soul. Is Sword Soul in the game now? Uh, I th- I no. Think no? They introduced Baron, but not all the Sword Soul cards. Okay, that's okay. They don't, we don't have DPE yet either. Uh, oh my god. Like, they know- limited Fusion Destiny in advance of DPE. Wow. Yeah. Like, I know they got the um the new, like, we're, we're going to try and make Majestic Dragon good. I know they got that stuff. Yeah, but... Here we are. Yeah, they got a gold star for trying. Which is like a copper star of actual stuff. <laughs> I mean, I-, I would call it a little paper sticker. It's not even a it's not even made of anything real. Well yeah, that's why I said a gold star. It's a gold it's a gold star sticker for that just says you tried. Right. That, uh, that comes with the sound effect of womp womp. Right. It's I don't like the list at all. It's it's not good. I don't think it's good. I've had other people tell me that it's okay, but I do not believe that this is good at all. I mean, there is an argument to be made for it being all right with a question mark at the end. Right. But no, not good. Definitely not good. Nowhere near good. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about the results of YCS Bogota. Woo! So... We don't actually have the we don't actually have the top cut. We don't have pairings, anything like I mean all we have is pairings from top cut all the way through. <clears throat> so And then I think we have uh, the guy who got first. I think he very proudly posted his deck in a video, but the video is in 480p and it's really hard to see. Yeah, it, it's not the best. But he was playing Despia. Yes, so four of the top eight was actually Despia. Ooh. Yeah. So, the thing is, is... Um... I don't know how to say this, other than Despia's really good. Yeah. There's really no other way to put it. So, there's some really notable names in top 32, though. So there's Christopher Lofton, who ended up winning the event. You might know him as Lofton TCG on Twitter. He does some really awesome giveaways, and he has just started doing some. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Some. He has just started becoming a content creator a couple of months ago. Uh, be sure to check out his YouTube page where he put up the winning deck list and deck profile. Yep. Uh, you also have. Uh, let's see. I know that you have. Uh, I don't know how I'm missing names. Chris LeBlanc, he topped. You have uh, Patrick Hoban topped. You have, I know, Hani Jahari topped. Andres Torres topped. I mean, you have some really great, great, great names. Asala, he topped. So it's interesting to see some of the really best players in the game topping that haven't topped. I mean, like, Patrick Hoban and Crystal Blanc just off to YCS. What year is it? It feels like it's 2015. I know, know, right? 
So, but a huge congratulations to Chris Lofton for winning the event. And this is it. We have we have gotten here. This is the age of Despia. I mean, four of top eight is ridiculous. Oh boy, time to start changing our mains and sides for specifically Despia. Right. So hope we got your non-fusion areas. <laughs> for real. And also uh, your dimensional barriers. Oh, no, no. Dimensional barrier right now is an amazing card. Just due to the distinct lack of just, I'm just going to sit here and spam link monsters all day. Yeah, there's not really a lot of link-centric decks in the format right now. Outside of exactly Edinister, not very common. Tri-Brigade, uh, not very Tri-Brigade. common. Uh, Co-Talker, not very common. Right. Salad, not very common. Almost to the point to where it's arguable, where I, I think it's just tipping into being arguable on whether or not to main or side it. Yeah, I think that is really worth discussing because if you look at all of the best decks from yeah. uh, Sword the current Soul, format, Despia, the uh, Br- Rose Brave Adventure decks, yeah. um, Prank Kids, yeah, they're all either primarily fusion or exceed fusion or synchro decks and i can't think of an exceed heavy deck that's in the format right now yeah there's not an exceed spam deck that's like actively doing stuff but there are decks that do exceed summon like dino exceeds um i think prank kids can if they really yeah yeah they can if they want to yeah yeah because they can go bahamut shark into totally awesome yes and they can also go into dweller i've seen them going to dweller yeah yeah but it's really not it's uncommon it's very uncommon but it's still a thing that can happen and like of those decks we just discussed only one of them actively link spams and even then that's not they're they're link spamming to get to the fusions in prank kids right right the link spam is to get to the fusions and we'll do a little bit more meta coverage later as far as what the actual meta gaming looks like and the actual What's the word I'm looking for? The actual overall meta of the game looks like right now? Yeah, yeah. I mean, because right now it's still kind of... Fresh. Fresh and fuzzy. Still kind of dialing it in, because there's going to be a lot... Especially because Despia is so new. Right. Um, I say Despia is new. I mean, the new Despia stuff that came out in the structure deck. Honestly, I think Despia... I'm not going to say it's a budget deck, because it's not. But it's also not obscenely expensive. Yeah, like right now, the only expensive card in the entire deck that I can think of off the top of my head is exactly a Luber who's getting reprinted. Guardian Chimera. You need two. There you go. Which are what, 40? 55. Okay, so you're looking at $110 those two cards. And then the rest of it's pretty much just buy three of the structure deck if you can find it. Right. And getting a Lubers, which are about to get reprinted. Yes. And that's it. I mean, yep. Alubers are pre-sailing for forty-five. That's going to plummet probably. I, if I, had I don't to, know that it'll plummet that much. Well, I was thinking it'll plummet, quote unquote, down to maybe twenty-five to thirty. I don't know that they're going to get that cheap. Which is a yeah. Well, I mean, even if they do, that's still a solid, you know, twenty-five percent drop from where they are now. Yeah, uh, it's like like a forty percent drop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, but I'm talking like at their lowest, they'll probably be twenty-five to thirty. I could realistically see a Luber's not getting any lower than like 35. I also could see it, but I would like to see it get it down to 20 or 25. I would, but I just don't know. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. And all like some, my whole thing is it's going to be 25 to 30 lowest. 
And that's me being highly optimistic on that as well. Keep in mind. Yeah, but other than that, I mean, you could realistically build this entire deck for... $200? Yeah. Give or take? I, I mean, 110 for your... I mean, assuming the Alubers end up being around 30 apiece, then you're looking at 90 for Alubers, 110 for Guardian Chimeras, that's 200. Three of the structure decks... That's 230. Uh, 235, 235 after taxes because they're 11 dollars a piece now well, let's just say 15 bucks for miscellaneous stuff yeah so 250 you, you could build this deck for 250 yeah uh depending upon what miscellaneous stuff you're talking about like if you need well, blossoms then you're gonna have issues yeah but your miscellaneous stuff here is like one um dramaturge of despia do you they know, run the, uh do they run cross sheet oh you know what else you need that's expensive that? the branded openings you need yes. three of and they're 15 each and yes, the branded that's... in red you need two of and they're five a piece okay yeah that, so that's... that's another 50 bucks okay yeah so you're probably looking closer to 300 which is what which i consider not budget anymore at that point um anything yeah. above 200 i can oh i just hit my mic i'm sorry anything above 200 i consider not budget anymore yeah i i would agree with that i Me would personally say, yeah i know i mean and that's fair that's very fair but when you compare it to the format that we just came out of, where if you weren't running an adventure package, you were losing. Which was $200, $300? Three to four, yeah. usually. So, compared to that, this is not that bad. No, not at all. Uh, particularly considering, if you were like, I'm tired of the, of the package, you can sell the pa the just the adventure package and build the whole deck. Right. You and can actually still sell the entire adventure package and build the entire deck build the entire despy deck and still have money left over yeah and which is wild to me because it, it is wild I, like just being honest it, it it's it's pretty crazy the fact that that could even be in in possibility in consideration you know yeah but realistically you there are places where you can splurge but like if you look at even like my sword soul tenny deck that deck Granted, mine is blinged out yeah. with ulties and starlights, and it, so mine's like 1500 1600 But my deck at the bare minimum cost would probably be $600, and that's not bad. including hand traps. Yeah, whereas uh, the deck I was running at the time, P uh, Phantom Knights, without the package... I mean, the, I mean, the main actual burnt... Like, the main actual, like, PKBA package, I bought for, like, 15 bucks. Yeah, but you also need, like, a DPE to play that Exactly, deck. and I had the DPE, which is $100 by itself, but, like, my total... That's like, I need a Baron to play Sword Soul, and that's, like, over $100. Yeah, yeah, but, like, but like even then, like, that one card, that one DPE was more expensive than the rest of the deck combined. Right, right. Which is ridiculous, uh, up until I got the access code. Once I got access <laughs> code talker, that kind of changed a little bit. To where now 50% of my deck of my deck's price was those two cards. But like before then, I was looking at $200 for the entire deck. Right. And then I got the Axis Co, so it was $250. Yeah. Realistically. And get my rear and head into Anatomy on a Silver Platter. <laughs> it's not a top in a box. It is not. But it's very, very good. Mm -hmm. And I think that the deck is definitely worth having. 
you know, I think that it's worth buying three of this charge deck, even if you don't plan on picking up Guardian Chimeras, Alubers, and Branded Openings and Branded In Oh, yeah, because, like, it's still a very solid deck out of the box. You know, you might be that might get you into top eight at your locals, if you know what you're doing. Yeah, it definitely will. Just out of the box, you can definitely top your locals with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, again, just uh, along with a couple of things, uh, one big card I would recommend if you do decide to do that is a cross sheep, which are like $2. Uh, they might be less for the commons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and just because, like, if you link two into it and then you summon a fusion monster and his own points to, you just you just monster born a free a free level four monster get your right, and you can just keep going. It. I use that extender a lot back in as an extender back in my Shadal Shadal combo days. Yeah, which would end on like a window, a construct, and Avermax pointing at the window. Yeah. So yeah. So. We're going to go ahead and move on. We have a bunch of new cards to talk about. But before we do, I want to take just a quick moment to thank our sponsor, ETB Games. ETB Games is our locals in Alexandria, Louisiana. They are your one-stop shop for all of your card game needs. They have everything that you need for Yu-Gi-Oh! Magic Gathering, Pokemon, and Digimon. They have sleeves. They have deck boxes, binders, playmats. They have singles and sealed product for those games. And they also have everything that you want and need for all of your tabletop needs. This includes but is not limited to figurines, the paint for the figurines, pre-painted figurines. They have the big place mats. They have areas where you that are dedicated for tabletop gaming and just they have a room in the back. Absolutely. That you can rent out for the night. Absolutely. They also have a great environment to sit and play some video games. They have everything that you need for all of your nerdy interests and be sure to check them out. Their link is in the description down below. And now, Let's talk about some new cards. Oh yeah, son. So first, we're going to start with Ausa the Earth Channeler. So, Ausa is a level 5 Earth Spellcaster effect monster coming out of Power of the Elements. 1850 attack, 1500 defense. This card is always treated as a Charmer card. You can only use each effect of this card's name once per turn. 1. You can discard this card and one other Earth monster. Add one Earth monster with 1850 or less attack and the same original type as either of the discarded monsters from your deck to your hand. Also, you cannot activate monster effects for the rest of this turn except Earth monsters. So theoretically, what you could do with that? Sure. You could discard Oswa and like contact C and get a max C. Yes, you could. Yeah, you could theoretically. Do that. It could also be a really good search tool in Medolce. Mm-hmm. Also, Dino. Yes. Because you because like let's say you open up two Earth Dinos, you can pitch one to search for Pangatops. Yeah. Or let's say you need one of your other Earth. Or like let's say you're like I need to search a Scrap Raptor real quick. You can pitch the Pangatops, grab Scrap Raptor. Yep. When an Earth monster you control is destroyed by battle, while this card is in your hand, you can special summon this card also. Which is kind of neat. Yeah, it's nifty. Yeah, but. Yeah, but like there's there's like there's a bunch of decks I could totally see absolutely 100% utilizing this. Yeah, but it, but do keep in mind that there's ever a earth-based archetype. This is relevant. Yeah, this all of a sudden becomes an amazing card. Um particularly if they're all the particularly if the archetypes all the same cards, like all the same uh typings. So like let's say they decide to make another earth warrior archetype, she becomes really good cuz you can pitch her and the warrior and search for it. And then even if they're like, let's be cheeky and make one of your main cards a spellcaster, you can still pitch her and the her and the warrior and get the spellcaster. Right. Because she herself is a spellcaster. Yeah, absolutely. It, it really is. It's got a lot of potential. Exactly. All right, let's move on to the next card. 
which is uh, Dragon King's Aura. Yeah, that one. Counter Trap card. You can only activate a card with this card's name once per turn. One, when your opponent activates the effect of a monster on the field, negate. And if you do, destroy. Then you can apply the following. Banish one monster from your hand, and if you do, special on that monster that was destroyed by this effect and sent to the graveyard to your field, but its effects are negated. It is a weaker and a stronger Solemn Strike. Yeah. It is both weaker and stronger. It's weaker in in the fact that... Well, no, actually, it's, it's pretty much just a better Solemn Strike. No, I don't think it's better. It well, can't negate summons. That's fair. Okay. In that case, it's weaker because it can't negate summons. But if it's just monster effect negation, it's better. Also, Solemn Strike can negate a monster effect activation in the hand. Fair. This cannot. This The monster has to be on field. Fair enough. Anyway, um, but not only that, because like, like, let's say like let's say you destroy it and then ban it. Like, you destroy and then it has effect, uh, an effect that activates on destruction. Like, let's say Yazi. Right. You can just go, no, banish a monster out of your hand and steal it. Potentially, yeah. Yeah. Um, in which case, uh, it's, oh, this card destroyed and sent to the graveyard? Doesn't activate because it was in the graveyard at the resolution. I don't necessarily know that that's how that Maybe. would work. Mm. It's one of those things where I, based on this... It might not work. You might you might be correct. I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I would have to really going, think about that. Yeah, it's me going based off the wording and how, like, oh... Well, I destroy instant or like the, um, like I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of the tri- Ben Ten DD Crow, Ben Ten DD Crow, right? Because it's not in graveyard at when its effect would trigger. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, no, or or like let's say that or like let's say PK for example. Normal some torn scale activate effect activate this steal their torn scale. They don't have that torn scale anymore for to extend further in the future. Right. You're stealing. Not you're not only negating, you can also by banishing a monster out of your hand. You're probably not going to use it anyway. St- uh, steal that resource from them. Yeah. We also had the announcement of structure deck Legend of the Crystal Beasts. We should have done this at the beginning, but honestly, did just we didn't think about it. Yeah. Um, rediscover the power of family bonds with structure deck legends. Structure deck Legend of the Crystal Beasts. This structure deck gives a beloved theme from the Yu-Gi-Oh! GX animated series a brand new shine. Originally debuting in Force of the Breaker, Jesse Anderson's Crystal Beasts are back in a big way with many new cards, including a new form of Rainbow Dragon as a fusion monster that can reach 11,000 attack, clear the field, and unleash your banished Crystal Beast monsters for a devastating final blow. Fans who are unfamiliar with the Crystal Beasts and Rainbow Dragon can learn the basics with the GX Speed Duel or Speed Duel GX Duel Academy box in preparation for the release of this structure deck. This will con- this structure deck will contain 46 cards and three tokens, five ultra rares, three super rares, 38 commons, three tokens, and one double-sided deluxe game mat slash dueling guide. So this was already previously announced in the OCG, and now we have it announced in the TCG. Yes, my biggest issue with it is it's that they're that. Oh, excuse me. Yes, there's the new Rainbow Dragon, but you're still the new awesome boss monster. They have to go through all the terrible main deck stuff to get to. Right. They didn't retrain the Crystal Beast. Which, listen, I love Crystal Beast. That was one like the first single archetype. That was the first single archetype deck I ever built. Right. Crystal Beast. The issue is, is that they're terrible. Yeah, they really are. Um, because they rely way too much on. First off, you have to somehow get into all seven of them to do anything. Right, and then you have to have them on your field and your spell trap zone. And yeah, it, and yes, know. later they released a, a card that lets you cheat out Rainbow Dragon if they were it, that where it counted them in your grave too. 
but still. Yeah, like the only good one was Sapphire Pegasus, who on normal summon just put one from your deck in your spelling trap zone for you. Right. For free. And I'm like, you know what? Of all the ones, he's the one that needs to rechain the least. Pink, like, um, Am uh, Topaz Tiger is just kind of meh. Amethyst Cat. Amethyst Cat was Ruby. just attacked. It could just attack Okay, directly. wait, wait. How many can you name off the top of your head? Okay, Cobalt Eagle, Amethyst Cat, Tor uh, Turquoise Tortoise. That one's always hard for me to see. No, Emerald Tortoise. Emerald Tortoise, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, Uncle, and then Amber Mammoth. At this point, it gets hard because I'm like, wait, did I already say that one? Did I already say that one? Did I already say that one? Uh, Topaz Tiger. And I, mean, I think I already said Topaz Tiger. No, you... Okay, wait. Okay, hold okay, on. Okay, Start okay. over and I'll keep count. Okay, uh, Cobalt Eagle, mm -hmm. Sapphire Pegasus, mm -hmm. uh, Ruby Carbuncle, mm -hmm. Topaz Tiger, yeah. Emerald Tortoise. Mm -hmm. I already said the Eagle, yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, Amethyst Panther. Cat. Cat. Amethyst Cat. Because she's a Panther. And. I think she's a Cougar. She might be a Cougar. Uh, I did say Amber Mammoth, yeah? Yes. Okay. This is the part where all I get is I'm like, did I say that one? Yes. Did I say that one? Yes. Uh, <laughs> I'm missing one. What is it? I'm gonna keep it a hundred with you, Pop. Uh huh. I don't remember either. Oh. You named all the ones that I thought you were gonna miss. Oh, okay. Oh, the the furious googling has yep. come out. Let's do it. So wait, there's Cobalt Eagle, Sapphire Pegasus, yeah, Amber Mammoth, Amber Mammoth, Topaz Tiger. Um, Ruby Carbuncle. <sighs> yeah, exactly. My that's my issue. Is that since I'm not like, okay, uh, Ruby Carbuncle, Amber Man with Topaz Tiger, Emerald Tortoise, Cobalt Eagle, Sapphire Pegasus, and the Scat. I feel like we said them all. We said, yeah, I said them all. I guess I miscounted because I was counting six. I was. We counted six multiple times. Yeah, but no, we named them all. Are we just incapable of counting to seven? We're incapable. We we are we are incapable of counting to seven. Apparently. All right. Well, sounds good. All right. Uh, we've learned something about ourselves. Yeah, we clearly can't count to seven. <laughs> how do I how do I manage to do synchro summoning constantly if I can't count to seven? Ex yeah. Well. How do I make Yazi? Well, to be fair, you don't normally synchro seven. You always do eight or ten. So you'd never have I to make Yazi all the time. Yazi's a seven. Yeah, but isn't there only like exactly two monsters that you can No 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 there's like There's there's a handful of lines I can do to make Yazi. Yeah, yeah, but it's always like, okay, get like this guy and this guy and like uh what's the level one tuner's name? Bashuda? Adhara. Adhara. And like exactly one of these two and Adhara. As long as I get to those two, I get Yazi. Uh Adhara and Long Yan makes Yazi and then Isn't there a level six other one? Uh, that's Tenny? that's Long Yan. No, ten Oh, ten -yi? No. No? Okay. They're all either seven or one. Okay. Or four. Weird. Yeah. Eh, anyway. Eh, eh, anyway. Eh. All right. Next, we have... Pretty much the rest of the cards from... Power of the Elements. Elements. Yeah. So, uh, this is... Let's start with Flame Buddy Urka, the Fire Beast Tamer. Yes. Level four Fire Warrior Effect Monster. 1,500 attack, 200 defense. Ooh, 200 defense Fire Monster. Ooh, rekindling target. Yeah. You can only use the first and second effects of this card's name once per turn each. One, if this card is normal or special summon, you can target one face-up monster in either player spell or trap zone. Special summon it to your field. That's really weird. Uh, two, you can target one other face-up monster you control. Equip it to this card as an equip spell that gives 500 attack. That's also weird. 
Okay. Huh. I could see... Actually, I can kind of see a use for this in the Crystal Beast structure deck. I guess? Because, like... Because, like, let's say you activate... I think it's Crystal Promise that lets you put one from your deck in your spell and track card zone. Normal Summon effect a special, like, Sapphire Pegasus. Effect Sapphire Pegasus to get another one. Another one. It's... I could kind of see where you... It's also fairly good against Union Monsters. Again... I guess? Yeah. Those are some really niche uses. Very okay. niche. It's a very niche card. All uh, right, let's talk. Okay, wait. wait. There I, wa I want to do this one. This one's awesome. Hold on. There is exactly one instance where this card is a normal summon is amazing. Against okay. Borload Savage. Yo! <laughs> That's actually really funny. So if your opponent just ends on Borload Savage, normal summon, activate effect. Take. Yoink. They either negate or they lose their negates. That's funny. Alright, next we have Hidden Jewel of the Hydrosphere, Katrin. Level 2, oh boy, Water Rock Effect Monster. 500 oh attack, 1600 defense. You can only use the first and second effects of this card's name once per turn each. One, you can discard this card during your main phase this turn. You can normal summon one Earth or Water Monster in addition to your normal summoner set. You can only gain this effect once per turn. Two, if you control an Earth Monster and a Water Monster while this card is in your graveyard, you can special summon this card but banish it when it leaves the field. Interesting. This this card's actually pretty good. It could be used in Adam Anspader. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have Propa Grand uh, Gandrake. Gandake. I have no. I, I think I missed missed. Wow! Well, I just realized I skipped a card. Okay, yeah. continue. Yeah. Is that is that it? Propa yeah. Gand Gandake. Yeah. Pop. Prop. Propa Gandake. So, sounds like a Propa Gandake. Sounds um, like somebody with a British accent. It sounds like they're trying to feed us information into believing something propaganda oh <laughs> oh okay okay level three earth psychic effect monster 500 attack 2000 events one once per turn you can declare one original type beast insect plant or rock from among monsters you control this card becomes declared type two if you control this card that has changed its type by its one effect in a monster zone, apply the following effects. Face-up monsters become the same type as this card. Okay. Okay. Monsters on the field with the same types. This card cannot be targeted by the effects of monsters opponent controls of the same type. Yo, make everything a beast. Link material. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <coughs> Weird. All right. Uh, I did too. I'll let you do too. All right. Uh, Evil Awakening Master Nightmelt. Level 4 wind psychic effect monster, 1500 attack and defense. Can only use the effect of this card's name once per turn. 1. Tribute one monster, special summoning monster with a different original name, but the same original type. Attribute, level, attack, and defense from your deck. Or if you tribute a monster that was special from the extra deck, you can special summon it from the extra deck instead. Um, what? What? Uh, what? You can tribute one monster, especially on one monster with a different original name, but the same original type, attribute, level, attack, and defense from the deck. Or, if you tributed a monster that was special with the extra, you can special... Wow. Name two cards with the same everything but name. A different original name. Different original name, but then everything else is the same. I can't come up with one. I can't. I can't either. Like my first thought was, okay, going all the way back to my Fire King Avatar deck, Barong into, uh, no Yaksha into Flamevel Fire Dog. 
I'm sure we're going to get comments about like a ton of examples. Yeah. And we're going to be like, oh, of course, that makes a lot of sense. Um, but in the moment, I can't come up with one. Wait. I can come up with exact. I just can't think I came up with exactly one. Okay. Link Karibo into Link Karibo. Link Karibo into Link Because I think Karibo. they both have 300 attack. Please double check me on that. And let me know if I am wrong. Because I know Link Karibo has 300, yes, attack. 300 attack okay there okay so you can contribute yeah hold on. oh that was link karibo you're looking at link karibo okay, and link, link yeah also 300 there attack. you go there's one example if you tribute a link or a link karibo you can cheat out the other one that's really niche it's not even niche uh, like in what instance are you going to make link karibo and go i would prefer to have link karibo normal summon this guy it's really niche. Yeah. Um, and like, and like now I'm thinking about it, Yaksha's 1700 attack, Barong is 1800 attack, Flamvel Firedog is 19, so none of that would even have worked. I was thinking about applications in my Sword Soul deck, and I can't come up with one. I was like, oh, Baxia and Chijiao are both level 8 light worms, but they have totally different stats. But Dolce, hold on. You could do Angeli into pudding sass why would you want to you wouldn't but they're both earth fairies with 1000 attack and defense all right well that's gonna be weird i'm i'm waiting okay i need some comments from people on youtube Who are telling us smarter than us yeah telling us some applications of that because that is weird youtube hit us up on twitter with some stuff about this please yeah next we have subspecies king asura o Rank 3 Earth Warrior Exceeds Effect Monster, 2100 attack, 0 defense, materials, 3 plus, level 3 monsters. You can use the third effect with this card's name only once per turn. 1. While this card has any number of materials, it can attack up to that many times during each battle phase. 2. If this card battles at the start of the damage step, it gains 200 attack. Okay. 3. This is the once per turn effect. When another monster's effect activates, quick effect, you can detach one material from this card, negate that activation if you do destroy it. Whoa. Okay, so for this first two effects, he can get really big really quick, depending on how many, like, if you make him with five materials, and your opponent has five monsters to attack, that's attack once, he gains 200, attack again, 200, attack oh, again. Oh, yeah, it doesn't lose the, it doesn't lose yeah. it. So it just sit there and keep stacking up for each attack he does. Yeah. And then you detach one and negate. Unfortunately... It's still not very good. The negate is once per turn, which I guess is all right, but... Also, if you use up the last material, he just straight up cannot declare an attack. While it has any number of materials. Yes. So if it has no materials, it can still attack once. Oh, okay, yeah, fair enough. Still, still, but, you know, still that... Cleverly worded. Yeah. Okay, I misread that then the first time. Because I was focusing on the monster negate on this guy? Oh, boy. As a rank three... This next this next card has a lot of text. Okay. Uh, uh, unlimited free radio jamming. Continuous spell card. During damage calculation, if a monster battles while a monster with a thousand or higher attack is on the field, the attack of each monster on the field becomes the same as the numerical value of their attack after losing a thousand attack for every attack they have. The defense of each monster on the field becomes the same as the numerical value of their defense after losing 1,000 defense for every 1,000 defense they have. 
Two, if this card is destroyed, the attack of each monster on the field becomes the same as the numerical value of their attack after losing a thousand for every attack they have, and the defense for each monster on the field becomes the same as the numerical value of their defense after losing a thousand defense for every one thousand defense they have until the end of this turn. What? No, 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 no. I, okay, I actually understand how this card works. I think I do, but I okay. would love to hear your explanation. Okay, let's say you have a monster with 1,800 attack, but your opponent has one with 2,600. You declare an attack, this thing activates, then uh -huh. they lose 1,000 attack for every 1,000 attack they have. Your monster would lose 1,000 to 800, lose 2,000 down to 600, you run them over and they take 200. That is so weird and niche. It, it literally just chops off the, the zeros. Wow. Wait, no, not the zeros. It chops off the first number. Wow. That's weird and very niche i just thought of a other side of a hilarious situation for this card uh-huh your your opponent's got like a big access code oh and it becomes 300 attack yeah <laughs> that would be very funny terrible but it's funny uh next up we have separation from the realm of the living slash arc or sundered from overroot not entirely sure which one um normal trap card you can only act uh, activate only one card of this card's name per turn one, target two cards your opponent's possession, one they control, and one in the graveyard. Send the card on the field to the graveyard, and if you do, set that card in the graveyard directly to their field. It is a worse Ice Dragon's Prison. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Okay, okay. Why are these cards so weird? Okay, okay. So, like, literally, whatever. So, like, literally, you send the target on field to the graveyard. Not destroy, send it, and, you, and, they, and then you special summon the, your second, your graveyard target on their field in defense position face down fence position so in the case of like a link or synchro spam deck no okay. no 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 send that card on the field to the graveyard and if you do set that card on in their graveyard direct to their field not special summon no no no, no. it says set that card yeah yeah you on. can target any card but no target two cards in your opponent's possession one in the control and one in their graveyard okay but what you're missing here is you said send that monster to the graveyard? Oh, yeah, yeah, it's any card, yeah. So you can realistically send... Well, you can't target Dragoon. Okay, you could target a monster they control, send it to the graveyard, and then, for example, you can set some stupid card that they're not going to need anymore. Yeah. Like, set an Ash Blossom. Yeah, or, like, or even funnier, like... Set, um... Like against Sword Soul, sit like Ashura. Yes. Like like the, like like you know like you go and you normal summon Mo Yi activate effect chain this thing, and now you have an Ashuna and the and the uh, token. Right. It it's it's weird. It's a war. It's both a better and a worse Ice Dragon's prison. Yeah. Next you have Twin Dust Trunade. Okay. Normal trap card, you can only activate one card with this card's name per turn. One, you can target or target any number of set cards in your spell and trap zones. Return to the hand both this card and as many of those set cards as possible. Then you can set spell traps in your hand equal to the number of equal to the number returned to your hand. Weird. It's like a mixture of giant trunade and dust tornado. Yes. But only for you? Kind of? Kind of weird. Yeah, okay, 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 so. Yeah, so it, like, bounces a bunch of them unless you reset them? The only thing that I can come up with that this would be useful for is if you're playing, like, an Eldritch deck and your opponent goes Twin Twister. 
Oh, because then there are no targets. Because then you bounce everything, and then you should reset everything. Yes. The issue then comes... The cards are still removed off the field. So traps can't be activated this turn. Right. To be fair, like, let's say you're running a bunch of floodgates, and your opponent tries to twin twister one. Yes. You can you can save it, but then reactivate it on your next turn. Yes. But they still probably did exactly what they wanted to do, which was remove it from the field for this turn. Right. Well, and it's only set cards, too. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. All right. Not very good. So that is the remainder of the new cards, and that'll bring us towards the end of the episode. I will say um, that the new that uh, Power of the Elements is looking like it's going to be a pretty good set. Yeah, Power of the Elements and is it Dimension of Chaos? I think yeah. Or Dimension Force? I think I don't remember the the next the, the Dimension set. I'll call yeah it, I'll say. yeah. Uh, they're both looking like pretty good sets, so. Yeah, I'm really excited for Power of the Elements because Fertilizers. All right, so our podcast question today was, what card do you want to see unbanned? I know we didn't talk about it on the last episode, but that's because we keep forgetting. And so now we need to get back into the groove of doing this in every episode and not forgetting constantly. So we asked, what card do you want to see unbanned? And we got a ton of responses. We had Harpoor, Tidal, Grass, Blaster, Dryden, Stellar Knight, Ptolemaeus, more Dryden, uh, clean up on the ban list like Yadagarasu or Sixth Sense or and Cyberjar. No Cyberjar, please. More <laughs> Yadagarasu, <laughs> um, Dryden, more of Tidal, man, Elpy, chill, bro. <laughs> Let's not with Elpy for now. Listen, yeah. I used to play Dragon Link with Elpy. Uh, Elpy needs to stay banned for a little bit longer. Right. I don't know, maybe another year of power creeped where it's not viable anymore right um one of each of the dragon rulers oh boy um let's see what all what else do we have here oh well it looks like it broke down into a discussion about rarities because that's what just ha- that's just what happens in the discord server yeah yeah that happens sometimes <laughs> yeah but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of great questions that people would really like to see. Fishborg, Blaster, and Dandelion. I'm sorry, I don't think either of those can actually come back. I mean, to be fair, I, I think Fishborg, Blaster would be less of an issue as long as Substitute stays banned. Because then Frog FTK just cannot exist. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're good. I mean, I still don't want to see Fishborg Blaster come back, but well, it's... Frog FTK wasn't a Fishborg Blaster issue; it was a Substitute issue. Oh, what am I thinking of then with Fishborg? I thought that was part of the. No, 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 no. Su- no? Substitute was the main enabler behind Frog FTK. Well, no, no, like, like, like that, like it was Frog FTK is why Fishborg got banned, right? No, no. What am I thinking of? Uh, Fishborg got bland- banned because it was broken. I mean, besides that. I mean, the card reads like a banned Yu-Gi-Oh card. Have you? I mean, fair enough. The card is so, just broken. Fishboard like, blaster. Something like when you summon this card, slap your opponent. Yeah, right. If you control a face-up level three or lower water monster, you can discard one card, special in this card from your graveyard. If this card is used as synchro material, all other synchro materials, synchro material monsters must be water. And he's a tuner. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, he needs to stay banned. He's just a level one tuner that keeps summoning himself back over and over as, and over. As long as you got the level three water or lower water monster or aqua, but that's 
Not hard? No, it's not. Just like summon the one and then just keep doing it over and over. Yeah. They'd have to rat him to like a hard once per turn. Or even a one hard once per duel. Um, yeah. Yeah, they would. So, and we are aware of the audio issues in last week's episode. Um, it's the bot, I tell you. Yeah, we're going to try a new bot next time we do a remote recording. I promise. And I hope it's so much better because... The bot that we're currently using ha- is leaves, not leaves much to be desired. I'm going to put him on blast. If you're ever thinking about using the Craig bot on Discord to record, just don't. It's bad. So yeah, It'll just kind of randomly leave. And it's like, what? Not just that. It won't leave and then just not record two to three minutes of audio. Yeah. So, but, and today's podcast question of the day is, how do you feel about the Master Duel ban list changes? You have our opinion on it. Right, so if you want to let us know, we post the question to Twitter around the time that the episode goes live, as well as in our Discord server, and of course, be sure to check out our Patreon, the link is in the description down below. Be sure to use our TCG Player affiliate link when you're buying the cards that you would already be buying. Check out Team Dark Arm Dealings, their link is in the description down below, that's our sister channel from our locals, and check out ETB Games, they are... They are our sponsor, of course, and their link is down below. And thank you all so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Top Cut Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast. My name is Sonny. Take care, everybody. I'm just going to say that. (laughs) They don't need to know your name. Names are meaningless. No, I don't care if they know my name. All I care about is that they enjoy our content. You know, I can respect that, but his name's Caleb, so (laughs) you're not going to get out of it. Have a good day, everyone. Take care. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.